Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. So, how do you like it? Um, well, did you follow the directions on the box? Uh, why? Isn't it good? Mm, it's a little undercooked. Hey, this is Michelle Spiver, your practical priestess of wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah. Come on, stick with me. You know how we do it around here. Join me on the flip as we talk about Let It Cook. I'll see you soon. All right, so thank you for joining me today. Let's go on and get into it. Today, I want to talk to you about patience, but I also want to talk to you about an innovative way to uh, live your life where you don't rush things and you figure out uh, a better way to approach new things, new tasks, because we're in a new decade. We're in a new year. uh, And now more than ever, we, we need all of the resources we can possibly get to navigate the new terrain. And so a little while ago, I did a podcast called Watch the Simmer, and it was a very popular podcast. And in that one, I talked about how when I was learning how to cook, my grandmother taught me to know that perfect time uh, when water is in between at a standstill and about to boil and how you can regulate the flavors, the textures of your food, and imbue them with a complexity if you learn how to keep things in that simmering point. And so today, I want to kind of like do uh, the next phase of that when we talk about this whole let it cook. All right. So one of the things I'm going to say is that in this life, I believe personally that you need some type of personal treatise and an For me, I like to call it a cookbook. Now, your personal cookbook, some people have made uh, great strides to doing that. There are are companies that talk about your life book and and others. Um, And I don't, I can't speak to them because I've not used their product. All I know is throughout my life, there have been certain things that I've jotted down and I've remembered. And sometimes when I'm going through all my journals and things that I will be burning if my family is listening, you burn my stuff, don't you put it out there Um, (laughs) that I can go back and look at and kind of like see the recipes that got me through and things that worked, things that didn't work and how I had to adjust and learn. And so cutting to the chase, when I talk about let it cook, I'm talking about uh, learning how to let things have their perfect work in your life. And one of the best ways to learn how to do that is to have, you guessed it, a personal life cookbook. Okay. So with that, 
I want to break it down a little bit and kind of give the metaphoric treatment to it of the process of cooking or in this case, cooking to bake. Okay. So even if you're not a cook, even if you can't stand to be in the kitchen or any of that kind of stuff, uh, you'll be able to follow, follow along with this. And the big wisdom smack here is when learning how to do and and become the next iteration of what it is you want to be, you have to learn how to go back and do an inventory. Go into your archives and pull out all the stuff that you already have, that you're already proficient at, so that you can cut the learning uh, curve and the ramp up time, and you can cut down some of the overwhelm of having to learn totally new stuff. Because let's face it, when it comes right down to it, you get to the point where Every new thing you learn should become a little bit easier or sometimes a lot easier with more experience that you get and more skills. Like yesterday when we talked about uh, the simple wisdom uh, to combat in confusion and the other day when we talked about stacking life skills, all of these things are, are done so that as we progress in life, things get to be a little more manageable. And so things that used to waylay you and put you over on the side up for a while where you have to recuperate are just a blip on the map for you now. And if that's not the case, if every time you have a new encounter that totally knocks you out, then please take this wisdom smack and run with it. So today, let's talk about uh, the components of a good life cookbook, why you want to use them, and how to make one for yourself. How about that? Okay. See, I'm not charging you for this, but this is some good old-fashioned life wisdom that will help you through, even when nobody is around to be able to talk to you or any of that kind of stuff. Now, for my more practical-minded, yes, it can be a real physical book, or it can be something that you keep in your mental repository. I would much rather it be something physical, but if it's not, that's okay. That's all right. All right. So let's get started. So with this life cookbook. There are going to be many different components. And one of the biggest components of it is going to be what I like to call recipes. And with these recipes, they're going to think of them as being orderly, like a real cookbook. You know, real cookbooks um, have salads, desserts, entrees, appetizers, soups, they uh, snacks. They have them in different categories. And your life is the same way. The way you handle something that should be an appetizer shouldn't be the way you handle something that is a traditional uh, feast or of an entree. And too many times, people don't realize that just by making those distinctions of of what should be used or how serious I should take something or how much energy and time and worry I should expend towards something, If you have your cookbook, then you'll realize and be able to put it into perspective what is appropriate for what is at hand. And I say this because um, there have been a few times, not recently, but there have been a few times that I have forgotten to go back and check my quote unquote cookbook. And I got all up in arms about something that took too much of my mental energy to process when at best it was a snack. It was not even an entree in my life. And yes, I'm talking about a relationship, uh, but I should have consulted my cookbook because it would have blaringly shown me that that's all this is. Do not worry. They not worried. So don't worry. Okay. 
So when I was uh, younger, it was real popular to do this thing called making a brag book, B-R-A-G. And so I made my brag book and the brag book would consist of uh, reviews, testimonials, uh, emails, personal messages, uh, cards, affirmations, and just external things that people had said about me or to me uh, that I was able to either print out or save and and put away. I mean, I even had uh, clippings from flowers that had been sent to me from people, and it was a beautiful book. Now, the problem was, is that I didn't store it in an airtight container. And when I was making a move into the home I have now, it, uh, let's just say, the elements and the critters in my garage for my previous abode uh, did not treat it as well as I would have liked. And it hurt. It really did. So I remember removing the stuff that, you know, had gotten damaged and keeping some of it. And this time I put it into a plastic, uh, equivalent of a plastic shoebox because that's what it would fit in. And as I was going through it, it was amazing how I had, I was back down memory lane looking at uh, some of the things that I had had done for others and some of the things I had endured or or overcome and all of these emotions and as well as circumstances just came back like they were just yesterday of what was happening at this particular time and how this worked and how that worked. And I was so inspired that I took some time to write down and capture the stories behind the the items that I had left from that brag book. Now, you're probably going to talk about me really badly because guess where that brag book is? It's in my garage of my house that I've been in for well over 15 years, <laughs> but it's protected this time. But I still have the stories. And the other day, I was going through... Uh, some books and things that I'm trying to move out of my office library. And lo and behold, I found one of the notebook journals that I had written some of the stories to rem- to remind myself of uh, the, the stories that had uh, been the impetus for a lot of my brag book contents. And I was reading a few of them. And I was actually reading them while I was walking on the treadmill. And it just occurred to me that these needed to be part of my cookbook. And so instead of moving those out to the garage, I decided to start working on them. And now my cookbook is digital. And I was able to knock out about five of them. And I'll work on the other ones once I'm once I'm done with some more projects. But it was amazing how much um, they ministered to my, my soul and the wisdoms. And I was able to put them into the different perspective places of my quote-unquote cookbook, if you will, uh, and it made me feel good. Now, let me just say this. The reason why I have life cookbooks is because with so many different uh, areas that I've been involved in in my life, sometimes it's hard to remember who, what, and where, and why uh, of what I've experienced. And I started doing a cookbook to when I was teaching myself how to do Photoshop and how to uh, do marketing for myself for my books. And that cookbook turned into, well, why, if you're not, if you're doing a cookbook for what you do for a living, why don't you do it, you know, for your life? And so that turned into that. And of course, like I said, I used to write it, but once I realized how uh, fragile paper can be, especially paper that just comes in a regular spiral notebook can be, I started turning it into 
something that's digital. And looking through my digital cookbook now, I was amazed at how I could clearly see the recipes that help me get through certain things, the ingredients that are needed, the tools or utensils that are needed. And get this, the baking time, because hindsight is truly 2020. So now that you've let me go back to the memory lane and I've hopefully clearly established and sold you on the idea of either continuing or starting to have your own life cookbook, let's break down these t- these different areas. So one of the things I would like to say is this. When you have opportunity to remember that you have gone through something and come out of it with a lesson, with um, a reward of some sort, it only takes a few moments. But jot down the main idea of what it was you were doing, and then jot down just a summary of what was before you, what happened, and what the outcome was. And it doesn't have to be more than that. If you are a person that tends to be a little more detailed, then perhaps go in and put in the components that had to work and the and and tell yourself tell it to yourself as a story that you know of what happened so that you can capture all the moving parts and the ingredients. And then this is the part that I have found when I go back through and look at these cookbooks, you know, and I don't write everything, but um there was one that I uh was working on last month. And when I went back and read it this month, one of the things that stood out to me was that I included the tools or the utensils, you know, of what it took for all the parts to work together to help me to achieve something. You see, there are sometimes, and I'll just tell you, this one was in regards to a project that I had to deliver for some clients. And I'll be honest, The clients never knew, but there were times when I was like, I hope I can pull this off because it is way more than I bargained for. And when I got through and we hit it out the ballpark and it did better than our expectations, you better know that was one for the cookbook. And so I put that recipe in there. I put the ingredients in and I put the tools in and then um, the utensils, tools, whatever. Um, I like to look at those as the skills that I had to bring to the table and the skills that I learned coming from the table. And then there is, like I said before, we're pretending like this is a real cookbook, the baking time. Now, the baking time on this was, as usual, took me way longer than I thought. And I have learned over the years that I am highly overly optimistic when it comes to how much time it will take to do something. It usually always takes more time than anybody expects, but I tend to think that I'm freaking able to uh, inhabit space between space when it comes to how much time I allot for things. But that baking time, it really was a, a, a wisdom that that lie in there because understanding how to let something cook is something that I've taken for granted most of my life. And if you remember the A part, that was a kind of a memory of, um, I think I was trying to cook rice aroni or something. And my grandmother, who cooked everything from scratch, <laughs> uh, I served it to her and it wasn't cooked. I think it was crunchy, to be honest. And she was trying to be nice. But the takeaway that I got from that lesson when I was a child and then looking back at the lessons that I continue to get as I can go through and reflect on times that I had to do things that I didn't know I could do or things I had never done before is that there is a bake time 
there is, yes, there is a bake time that is uh, put in there. And I didn't put this um, on the cookbook, but I put it in my notes to share to you guys because this is the thing that I'm going to start doing with um, the rest of the time that I, you know, that I record stuff for my quote unquote life cookbook. And that is not only am I going to make sure that in hindsight, I put the baking time, I'm also going to put the temperature because when you are going through life, and especially when you are coming out as a new work, as a as a new new thing, and you go through this time of uh, the the curing process, or the trying, or the tempering, or the baking process, we tend to forget the temperatures, and and those temperatures can make us feel like we're about to die. But if you already know what to expect, and you can go back and pull on out of the archives of what has happened to you in the past, and you know that, oh, okay, this does not mean that I'm going to perish. This does not mean that this is not going to work. This means that I'm in the middle or the beginning or the end of the necessary curing time, the necessary baking and processing time, the necessary time and the temperature that it takes for the chemical reaction to create something new. And just by having that little bit of a wisdom, it has been so powerful for me. Because I'll tell you, if you live in this life right, you're always going to have to stay on your toes. Because the only real thing we have is change. That's really all we have. And with change comes newness, new opportunity, new improvements, all of it. And a lot of times, if you find that you are doing the same thing over and over again, you're living a half-life. Because a life truly lived is always about that hedonistic adaptation that we've talked about, of always striving for the next, you know, as well as the fact that we are made to move, we are made to progress, we are made to continue to advance, we're made to get to the point of mastery. Because when you get to mastery, as we defined it in this uh, this podcast, mastery is when you get to the point that you finally realize that you have the rest of your life to try to continue to improve, grow, and learn because the more you know, the more you know you don't know. And that's when you're getting to, to mastery. And so having this cookbook is influential in your life because it will help you to handle new encounters. So now I want to talk about some of the, uh, not side effects, but the benefits of having a life cookbook. So let's talk about being influential, having, being innovative, and also being ingenious. All right, so influential. I get that sometimes people see us in a different light than we see ourselves. And not for nothing, I'll say this, that by me taking the time to reflect in writing, uh, some of the times that have been the most monumental in my life, most what seemed like perilous uh, times and being able to go back and read them, read what happened, how I felt, you know, uh, what it took to get me through it, what the outcome was and like doing a postmortem, I guess, if you will, but then putting it in an order where it reads like a quote unquote cookbook so that if it ever happens again, I'll be ready. I learned that my ability to be influential in the lives of others who are going through something similar grew exponentially. Now, I wasn't setting out to do that, but I will say something. If there's something about being able to express and help people with experiential knowledge when they're going through something similar, because once you go through something 
It's really powerful when you take the time to write it down. Uh, In another podcast, I've talked about how to memorialize things for impact. And this influence that I'm talking about that you gain from having a life cookbook is part of uh, what you gain from memorializing what happened. So to memorialize is to put into memory. It is as if you are chipping into a permanence, a declaration of what happened, a remembrance of something so that you can put it back together if you have to remember it if you have to. And because of that, I find that if and when I'm talking to someone who is who is going through something like it or something in the ballpark or similar, because I have this ready knowledge uh, and wisdom now, <laughs> because wisdom is great and wisdom helps you work on it, you become influential because they know you speak no lies. They know that you have some insight uh, because of your hindsight of what you went through. And they know that because you're able to articulate it into a way that makes sense for them and speaks uh, way past their thinking to that part of them that needs it the most to keep going, that you begin to influence the trajectory of their path. And that's very powerful because I really believe we don't go through things just so that we can get what we want. I think we go through things partly to get what we want, but in another part, so that we can help others with our knowledge and our wisdom and our sageness for when they go through it. And so that's part of the benefits of it. You become influential in the areas that you've gone through because you've turned them into a memorial, all right? And so the next thing is, is you become innovative. One of the things that if I had had the time to talk about it when I was talking about stacking your skills the other day, I would have talked about this very component. And that is when you start to take the time to put in memory the experiences. That's an, um, I'm getting ahead of myself. What ends up happening is, is you start to either see patterns or you start to see new opportunities to do something better, more effective, more efficient, or uh, in a way that is uh, different. And I really believe that's a lot of times why we clamor to people's memoirs, because Looking at a person having a life lived and being able to go back and tell you what got them to the point where they are, or even just uh, giving you a panoramic view of what makes their life, it gives you insights into how to innovate in your own life. Um, Recently, uh, I'm trying to think, I can't think of the last memoir uh, I read off the top of my head because I didn't put it in my notes. So I'm just going off script a little bit here, you guys. Uh, but I'm thinking about some of the ones like Diamond Doris, Dapper Dan. Those were some that I read um, last year. And I have some lined up for this year. But I remember looking at those because um, both of these people are, um, well, the Dapper Dan is in his 70s and Diamond Doris is in her 80s. And having them go through their memoir and uh, put in little anecdotes of the stories, but then give you that sage wisdom that ties it up with a good little bow 
I was getting so many aha moments and so many like, oh my gosh. And this was way past influencing me. This was really causing me to reshape and reorder the synapses and the blocks in which I, I, I processed to come up with ideas for things. And there were so many insights from both of these books that I was like, they are truly innovative. And by rubbing up against their memoir, their memories, their life cookbook, if you will, I was able to innovate some areas in my life that I'm actually benefiting from now for having spent the time to go through their memoir, uh, their memoirs. Okay. And then the, the next thing is the ingenious of it. And the reason why having a life book can give you sparks of uh, genius is because your life cookbook becomes uh, a living entity that is immortal. And not for nothing, if and when you are no longer on this plane of existence, you having had a life cookbook that was instructional to you and hopefully instructional to others will help to preserve your presence, your memory, your legacy, and your lessons for people in a way that a biography never could. You see, when you go and you actually look at a quote-unquote definition for a cookbook, you'll see that a cookbook is really just a book giving instruction. And the best way to give instruction is based on the things you've already gone through and the hindsight 2020 lessons that you learned. Because if you take the experience of the lessons you've learned and you write them down in a way where you see uh, how to replicate it, that's the recipe. What are the ingredients I'm going to need? Those are your resources and and all of that. What are the tools and the utensils? That's going to be your skills and the actual tools that you needed. What's the bake time on it? How long did it take you to get through it? And now, as I said before, I'm going to be including the temperature. Um, What kind of pressure did I have to go through? Uh, What did it feel like? How long was I expected to to endure it? That, if, if anything, that is a a way to move into the ingenuity of being able to life hack. Because if you go back and you, like I said, you look, just looking at cookbook, it it literally means a book giving instruction. Uh, Some um, synonyms, as you would expect, would be things like it's a reference book, it's a textbook, a handbook, a guidebook, a primer, a compendium. It's even possibly a workbook, a school book, or a Bible for you. And when you have a cookbook that you can go back to and read over, and I will say this, the further away you get from the situation, the more ingenious you can see, in hindsight, what had to happen to get you through it. I am, <laughs> when I tell you, there are some times when I'm like, what? So in the last few minutes, I'm going to give you actually one that happened. I was traveling with uh, one of my dear, dear close friends that I've known since I was a teenager. And we were in Puerto Rico and the flights had done some crazy stuff and we were stuck and she was able to get on a flight uh, back. And you know what? I just said Puerto Rico. It wasn't. We were in Seattle. I apologize. But anyway. Suffice it to say, she was able to get back because she had to get back for work and I wasn't. And I had to stay in the airport. And I don't know why it was 
I remember it was during January, my my birthday month, because <laughs> it was freezing in there and I had to buy a hoodie while I was in there. And as I sat through it, I did not have the funds to buy a same day ticket to get on a different airline. And there were just a whole bunch of things that were going on. And I felt alone, cold, hungry, all of these different emotions that were going on. But when I went back and I looked at the cookbook of what I learned from that and how I managed to get through it, it was something that I would go on to use uh, for many other situations. And I will say this, that for me, I learned that in my discomfort, that is when I tend to kick in to that drive that gets me doing stuff that I could not normally do unless and but for the discomfort and the hopelessness of my situation. And so now, almost just in a side thought, if I have situations, like I'm going through something right now that's just pretty big. And immediately I was like, you've made it through. And I, I mentioned that one to myself, that that cookbook situation and a few others. And I'm like, if you can make it through those, this is nothing. And because of those, those help me to stay focused. They help me to not waste time. Uh, they help me to not crumble uh, under the quote-unquote pressure and the discomfort. And they help me to remember my station, my bearing, my status. And not for nothing, I will, and the reason why I mentioned this one is because throughout all of that, when I got back home and was able to write down the cookbook from that situation, I remembered that it was gratitude that helped me get through because I was able to buy a hoodie. It was cold. I did have to spend the, you know, I don't, I don't think I had to spend the night, but I spent most of the day there. And um, I remember that it was because I had, I was coming back from a birthday trip that I was even there. And so I was grateful for the opportunity that I had had to be able to go do something uh, from the birthday trip. Now, Taking that and understanding that one of the main catalysts that helped me get through that and helped me to, uh, I think, produce a good outcome so that I didn't have to spend the night in a cold airport was that ingredient of gratitude. Um, I use that because that ingredient of gratitude was what made me not convey or show or um, contaminate my conversations with other people. And because, like I said, I was grateful. Every person I talked to, I was granted a little favor and they worked a little bit harder to help me get back home to my destination. Because that morning they were saying I wouldn't get out until like the next day. But I was able to get on the last plane and it was because of partly the gratitude and some other things that I put down as part of the ingredients and the tools of what helped me make it through that time. And by doing little things like that, just taking a few minutes when you get through something to write it down, put it in a recipe that can be replicatable, you will hack your way to ingenuity. You will hack your way to innovation. You will hack your way to being influential and so many other things. And so this is why you need to seriously consider having a life cookbook. And you need to consider always recognizing 
How long do I need to let something cook before I call it a failure? And just by having those types of situations in your life, you will become so much more well-versed in who you are as a person. So guess what? My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. And guess what? I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.